Today, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free masterclass to heal anxiety. Now, this is especially for those of you who have tried many other programs or interventions and you feel like there's just something missing, like these treatments or therapies just keep missing the mark. Or for those of you who've been told that you just need to manage your anxiety and you know that this is utter BS because no one wants to just manage with disruptive anxiety forever. So this masterclass is sharing inside secrets of what it means to truly heal anxiety by understanding the three parts of anxiety and how these are causing problems. The link is in the show notes to register for free. See you there. Ever wonder why anxiety just won't budge? What is it doing here anyway? Welcome to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. I'm Deanta Fuchs, psychologist turned international anxiety coach. And I'm on a mission to share a new perspective on anxiety that puts you firmly back in control so that anxiety no longer interrupts you. Grab your cuppa, get comfy, and listen in as we demystify, destigmatize, and deconstruct what you think you know about anxiety so that you can finally do what you have struggled with for so long. Ease anxiety for good. Have you ever woken in the middle of the night with your fire alarm going off, even though there wasn't even a whiff of smoke to be detected? And then as you walk around the house, you realize it's just the battery that needs replacing, right? And maybe if you're anything like me, you get busy with life and then you just forget to change that battery, only to be woken again the next night. And don't you think it's funny how that battery warning only ever happens in the dead of night? But that's a mystery for another day. Point is, if you don't heed the warning, then it's going to keep warning you and you will keep being shaken awake in fright with this loud screaming to get your attention every night. Now, most people I know don't go out and pull out the entire fire alarm system when this happens. Like they recognize that the alarm system is in fact a very useful one and they need it to warn them against potential threat of fire. They recognize that the persistent alarm ringing for no good reason means that the alarm system is faulty or the battery needs replacing. So they need to fix it, not get rid of it. Now, what if I told you that your anxiety was much the same as this fire alarm? It's an extremely useful mechanism, and its sole function is to get you to pay attention. Without it, you wouldn't pay attention to important things like work meetings or being on time for functions, even getting up and getting ready in the mornings. If nothing felt urgent, then you just wouldn't do anything. So a small measure of anxiety is what keeps us going and even propelling us forwards. So think about it just for a second. It's the small measure of anxiety about earning money today that's going to force you out of your warm, comfy bed in the wee hours to get dressed and to show up. It's the small measure of anxiety that spikes every time your child cries so that you're ready to comfort them and to protect them. And it's also the small measure of anxiety that you feel when you have an important work meeting coming up that might mean a promotion for you. I mean, in any of these situations, if you didn't pay attention, you wouldn't care less about how you showed up or how you performed. So anxiety is necessary for survival. Now, unlike your fire alarm, there are different volume settings on your anxiety. It's much quieter and less intrusive for the daily tasks that require your attention, but it can also become quite loud and in your face when there are bigger threats at hand. So for example, screaming loudly when a bill lands up on your desk 
and then you don't believe you have the funds to pay for it. Or your anxiety might yell at you when your boss is displeased with your work performance and you believe that your job hangs in the balance. Like your anxiety could sound screeching alarms if any situation you find yourself in today somewhat resembles a past experience that was traumatic. It's all about keeping you safe. And it's a very necessary, normal part of existence. As far back as the ancient Greeks, it was viewed this way. In fact, in Greek mythology, deities and characters often exhibited human emotions, including fear and anxiety. And these stories didn't stigmatize anxiety, they reflected it as part of the human and divine experience. So it's only with Western medicine that we begin to pathologize the experience of anxiety. As medical science advanced, particularly during the 19th and early 20th centuries, anxiety then became classified more as a disorder or an illness. And that medical approach, it sought to categorize and treat it with specific protocols And it moved away from the philosophical understanding of anxiety as a natural part of human existence. In fact, there was this concept of eurasthenia in the late 19th century, which framed anxiety as a form of nervous exhaustion, potentially treatable through rest, cures, diet, and medication. And of course, then we have Freud to thank for the further pathologizing of anxiety, because And believe it or not, he did see anxiety as a very natural part of the human condition. But his insistent focus on pathological aspects of human functioning then contributed to our perception that anxiety could be dysfunctional. Cue the creation of the DSM. That's our Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Illnesses. Bit of a tongue tie there. Where anxiety won its very own category with diagnostic criteria. And since then, we have labeled those loud anxiety alarms as having a disorder or mental illness. You know what this does, my friends? This makes us very afraid of our human condition. Now, let me be clear. I do agree that anxiety can get extremely loud, so much so that it completely interrupts some people's lives. And it isn't okay when this happens. But it is like having a faulty alarm system that just keeps going on every night, interrupting our sleep. We will see the alarm is needing repair, and we will begin to find out what is triggering it to sound that alarm unnecessarily. But we're not going to look at our entire house and say, this house is broken, this whole house is damaged and needs to be gutted. In the same way, I am suggesting, and you can take this or leave it, that we stop viewing people as mentally ill or disordered when their alarm systems are faulty and triggering unnecessarily. In these cases, a normal response has become a bit stuck. And when we view it this way, we become far more empowered to do something about it than the overwhelming sense of, there is something wrong with me. No, there isn't. There is just something going on with your alarm system. And here's the big thing about that alarm system. It begins to see itself as the threat. This fear that we've developed of our own emotional alarm systems means that we see it as a threat and inevitably that anxiety alarm will begin to ring some more. In most cases of extreme anxiety, we've become anxious about being anxious. And that feels like a vicious cycle to be caught in. So if you're finding yourself nodding away during this episode, you might be wondering, well, what are we going to do about it? And that's a great question indeed. Well, 
we begin to change the way we view that anxiety, my friend. But listen, I don't blame you for feeling scared of it. It's an incredibly intense experience. In fact, it is interesting to me that we view it as a mental illness when the majority of what you feel is extremely physical. And I guess this is what causes some of the confusion, because most people cannot fathom how their physical symptoms could be caused by just an emotion. So perhaps right here, we need to adjust our understanding of anxiety to go beyond just being a feeling or an emotion. It is, in fact, a response. A response that recruits your entire central nervous system to respond. And that comes with a whole lot of physical symptoms, especially if it is sounding that alarm frequently or for longer periods of time. Now, most of the clients I work with have experienced one significant symptom which has become their point of concern, whether it be a sore chest, the feeling of breathlessness, which was the case of my husband, or heart palpitations, difficulty swallowing, even a blocked ear. That one symptom feels concerning. And in most cases, they begin to hyper-focus on that symptom. And as they worry about it, the more they worry, the more of the symptom they create as their anxiety increases, right? But their fear about that symptom is understandable. It just doesn't make sense that a feeling can cause a blocked ear or numb lips or the persistent feeling of dizziness, right? Except it actually does. It makes perfect sense, especially when you begin to understand what anxiety is trying to do and it's getting you to pay attention. It's doing its job pretty well. Anxiety is more than a feeling. It is an emotional response that recruits your whole central nervous system. So here is what I recommend you do. And it is the very only time that I'm going to suggest Googling your symptoms. Use this phrase and this phrase exactly when you do the search. Type in, how does anxiety cause? Insert your symptom here. Do not, and I repeat, do not Google what your symptoms might mean you're going to find a ton of information that is not useful to you. Simply ask, how does anxiety cause? And then insert your symptom here. Now, I'm also going to say that if you haven't done this already, then the step before doing that is going to be have a checkup. It is important that your health professional has given you the all clear and has said that what you're experiencing is indeed anxiety. Unfortunately, they don't have the time or the resources to explain how anxiety is causing it, so it's going to be up to us to get that information. And the info does exist, but you have to ask the right question in the right way to get the information that you're looking for. To make things a little easier, I do offer a free anxiety symptom checklist, and you can grab your copy from the links in the show notes. This is very useful in understanding just how many crazy bodily symptoms anxiety can cause, and it might help you to set your mind at ease. Because our task here, my friends, is to understand that anxiety better and remove some of the fear that we feel towards it. Now understand that the symptoms you feel are the alarm bells ringing, and it is all as a result of a faulty alarm system, not an entire house that is damaged. As you figure out your anxiety symptoms, you begin understanding the mechanism of that alarm better so that you can figure out where it is getting tripped and stuck and you can fix it. And believe me, you can fix it. I wouldn't do what I do if I didn't believe you could. Now, once you understand those symptoms a bit better, I want you to begin reframing the way you view and respond to your anxiety. 
When you feel it popping up, try let go of the old fears of there being something wrong with you, that you will never be normal again. And instead, remind yourself that you have an alarm system ringing and it wants you to pay attention. What is it asking you to pay attention to? Just as you would get up in the middle of the night to check if there is indeed a fire, you need to check whether your anxiety alarm is ringing for a good reason. And if you find that it's really just ringing about itself, well then that's a sign that it's a little faulty, oversensitive and maybe needs some adjusting. However, you may very well have something important coming up that does need your attention, in which case you can be thankful you have this alarm system working for you. So to recap, Anxiety has received a pretty bad rap with the advent of medicine, and in many ways we are worsening this through our own fear and our anxiety about anxiety. However, understanding this response as a simple alarm system, we begin to understand that it is useful, but it could become a little faulty. And faulty wiring does not mean the entire house is condemned. Much the same, you are not damaged, mentally ill, or crazy for experiencing anxiety regardless of how intense or crippling it might be. So now is the time to begin changing your perspective on this response and to regain your control. So first, grab the free anxiety symptom checklist from the show notes. And second, find out exactly how anxiety might cause the symptom that you're worried about. Lastly, reframe your perception of anxiety so that you acknowledge it as an alarm ringing rather than seeing it as a nuisance, unnecessary, or worse still, a threat. Keep an eye on future episodes where you're going to hear from people much like yourself who have struggled with faulty alarm systems and then managed to repair them. See you soon. That wraps up today's episode and I have a huge favor to ask. If you found any value in what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. I assure you it is not just to stroke my ego, although it does help me to know that you love the show but it's really to help the algorithms get this episode into the hands of others who might need it. Make sure you follow the Ease Anxiety podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And lastly, I love to connect. So please find me on TikTok or Instagram and be sure to say hi. All the links are in the show notes below. Thanks for tuning in.